0: I want to send you some encouragement from James chapter 4 today, just verses 7 through 10. James is writing not only to the Jewish Christians at that time, he's also writing to you and me who are believers here, even in 2020. He says, don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a hearer who also does it who also follows the teachings of Christ, and he's encouraging us. In fact, he's spurring us on to maturity in our faith in Jesus, to live what we say we believe. So my focus today is in chapter 4 of James, verses 7 through 10, and it reads like this in verse 7. It says, "...submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you." Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Why is he saying that? And in verse 10, he says this. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. In this particular passage, James is encouraging you and I as believers to be a part of God the resistance. A resistance that says no to the devil. That says no to worldly desires. A resistance that does not gratify the flesh. In fact, he says, submit to God and let your desires be like Christ, in this particular letter he 's writing specifically to these Jewish Christians, to the brothers and sisters in the faith, and he 's saying don 't give in to temptation, the temptation to fight and to quarrel, even with the Romans Instead, instead let the passion of Christ, which now richly dwells in you in you." Be a part of your daily life. And folks, this is a practice. The book of James, the main theme of all the, throughout these uh, chapters in James, is about patient persevering in your faith and especially when you go through trials and when you go through these kinds of temptations and I must say right here that right after I gave my life to Christ I was 25 years old and I experienced that kind of temptation because soon I worked at this point I wasn't in college yet and I was working at a distribution plant and it wasn't long after I told a few people that I'd given my life to Christ that people began to come up and question me now tell me about this faith in Jesus you've got and they knew me before so they begin to witness a change in my attitude, even in my speech. And it was all freaking them out, to to be quite honest with you, because this wasn't the Kevin that they had worked with for so long something was happening in me. And honestly, to be honest with you, I got really tired of all the questioning and some of the ridicule. It's very minor compared to what these people were going through uh, as far as persecution, but it was it was getting the best of me. And I began uh, sort of a period of silence about my faith. And I did that for a couple of years. And I even reverted back to some of my old ways of thinking and responding and thoughts and, and even my actions. And the Lord began to lovingly draw me back to him. And he did that through his word and through some people, some brothers and sisters who would come alongside of me and pray with me and encourage me. And I really appreciate that because, you know, it's like that when you're a new Christian, you are a baby. You're just now born into this family of God and you need some mature believers to come alongside you and to encourage you. So James is is saying to these people, as he's saying to you and I as believers, look, lose the pride. It's going to be a daily battle of pride and humility. And I can tell you right now from experience, when I have allowed pride to lead, I lose. It's whenever I'm humble before the Lord and I do what James is saying here in the seventh verse, and I submit myself to God. All the things that I think I have a right to, I have a right to speak up and defend myself. You know, there's a time to speak and there's a time to be silent. But when I submit to God, he gives me clear direction of when those times are. And it's always the right time to resist the devil. So he says, lose the pride. In chapter four, he says, God rewards the humble. And that's the daily battle. Once again, maybe you faced pride today. I know I did in a couple of circumstances. Pride versus humility. Humble ourselves before the Lord when we need words, when we think we need to respond to something. Seek God. You know, God can answer a prayer within a matter of seconds and give you the right direction that you need so that you don't bring shame to yourself. You don't bring shame to your testimony. I'll tell you what, I, I really got tired of having to call people and apologize for my words and for my actions after I became a Christian and understanding what God's Word said because I was not submitting to God. And this is a daily thing for me. I do not have this mastered by any stretch. It's a daily practice. And maybe you're going through that as well. So James is encouraging us. Don't be led by your old prideful self, but instead be led by your passions that are now the form of of the nature of Christ. We have a brand new nature inside of us. Jesus, what? He was humble. He loved people. He was a very good listener. And he taught us how to persevere with patience, allowing the Lord's timing to be what rules me and not my own. So so many times I have gotten ahead of God with my mouth and with my actions. And I, I, instead of waiting for God to do what he wanted to do, uh, I just got in the way. A great example of this is in football. You know, whenever the, the, the quarterback gets the ball snapped to him, he snaps the ball Uh, maybe the play that they called in the huddle is not going to work out when he gets to the line and he sees that okay we were going to run through hole number three but there are blockers there and he may call an audible at the line and say we're going to change it we're going to change it we're going to throw a pass to this receiver to that receiver or do something totally different Uh, that's allowing the play to develop. And that's what God wants us to do is to submit to him every day and allow his will, his plan to develop within our heart, submitting to God. You know, God even makes a way of escape for us when we find ourselves trapped in a situation. We see David constantly talking about that in the book of Psalms. and I think of the Matrix movie when Mr. Anderson would find himself in trouble and his guide would say, okay, uh, coming up on the left, you're going to find a red door, take it, Or, or up on the right, you'll see an alleyway, your escapes down through there. And God even gives us an escape. But it's not going to be with our own lustful desires. And you're never going to find an escape route through your temptation. That just leads to more trial and trouble. But he says, I will be your escape route if you submit to me. He says in this verse, he says, cleanse your hands you sinners and purify your hearts, you double-minded. What on earth does that mean? Well, in this particular time, James is talking to the Jewish Christians who have been going back in the alleys and taking bribes. And some of them have even had blood on their hands. He said, stop doing that. Do not be a servant to sin and to the old sinful nature. A Christian is someone who is growing in the faith. There is no such thing as a professional Christian. And the devil has told me many times, it's probably told you, that you just don't have it together. You know, uh, you'll never be like somebody else. And that's, that's, that's enemy number one, is the enemy of comparison. When I compare my Christian law to somebody else's, they've not been where I've been, I've not been where they've been, they don't know what, it's like the lady who brought the alabaster uh, jar and, and broke the perfume over Christ's feet. Uh, we, we don't know the cost of that worship. Just like someone doesn't know the cost of my worship, why I worship the way I do, why I am the way I am, it's because Jesus saved me. He saved you. Circumstances are so different in the things that we are learning and again, growing at our own pace. And so I just encourage you to remember that this is a practice. There's one verse I want to encourage you with, and it's just a daily practice. It's Proverbs 15:1, and it reads this, a soft answer turns away wrath. But grievous and harsh words just stir a banger. That's just one of thousands of verses you could put into practice starting even right now. The next time someone comes at you and they're all mad and they're crazy, instead of throwing more harsh words to fuel the fire, we can extinguish that fire by, first of all, submitting to God and being obedient to His words and let let the play develop. In other words, let God do his thing. I have seen over and over when I've come back with a soft answer after someone was upset with me or mad, something amazing happened. The Lord began to soften the heart of that person. That's just one verse that you can put into practice even now as we are practicing what James is saying, submitting to God and not to our raw emotions. Colossians 3.15, I close with this verse. It says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Another word there in the Greek is the word umpire, rule to umpire. What does an umpire do? Uh, What does a referee do? When there's a a penalty on the field, he throws a flag, he blows a whistle. The Bible is saying, let the Lord be that referee in your life. When something is said to you that's not holy, that makes you want to respond out of your flesh, let the referee, God's word, blow that whistle, stop the play. Think about it for just a second. God, even, even with a simple prayer like this, you know, this is a great prayer of submission. Lord, help me. Not a whole lot said there, really and truly with words, the number of words, but you have just summoned all of heaven to come to you and give you wisdom and give you strength. And the Bible says in that verse, if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. So will you accept this invitation with me to be a part of the resistance? the group of people, the body of believers that says today, I submit to God and I will resist the devil's invitation to temptation, which will always lead me into trouble. I pray for you today. I ask that God will bless you James chapter Four is a great chapter the entire book of James I love the book uh, and it's it's so funny how it was written so long ago but oh my goodness it's so incredibly relevant for today there's passages that talk about taming the tongue and and, and making God Lord of your speech Lord of your thoughts and your mind in your actions. God bless you. Prayerfully, we'll see you soon, praying for you and your family. God shields you from this virus. And that once again, we will gather together and uh, be together as a group and as a family, family in the body of Christ. See you later.